It's a Greg and Dan Show podcast, and I'm Couch. Come on, man. come on! Well, we didn't think you were going to do it. I thought you had. I thought you'd gone well, into I a like coma. Do it at different I times. thought you went into a coma <laughs> or something. He has to be spontaneous. I want to yeah. talk to you guys about something right away. I want to talk to you about something right away. This is something right I away. saw, and we've talked about it generally speaking, but I have a new thought about it. So, um, hang on just a second. Timing this out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. I want to talk about this. We've talked about it before, but I, I have a new take. Can I on stop it. hanging on? Yes, don't hang okay. on anymore. Sorry about that. You can edit that part out. Okay. Uh, here, here's here's um, what part out? All right. Now, now you messed me all up. Now I don't know where we are in this. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to be able to do any editing of this whatsoever. So just leave it in. I don't care. I Get got it. distracted by somebody who sent me something. Now. This is, I'm going to read this uh, text. I'm not going, I'm going to try not to be irritated by it. I'm going to not try to make judgments about a guy named Barton Swaim. But I will say his first name's Barton. Okay, I'm just going to say that. Here's his tweet. Dear friends older than 37, you don't have to put two spaces after the period anymore. That was for the typewriter era. You're free. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Uh, when texting or emailing, there, uh, there seems to be a need that is unexplained to me why Mr. Barton or anyone else uh, would say, well, forget the rules of how you learned how to write things. We don't need to do that anymore. There, if it, I, I may be wrong about this. I'll, I'll, I'll stand on that platform for a minute. I don't think anything had to do with typing. It has to do with spacing. And here's a, here's my new thought. You are a man. You were just telling me off air that you like to write people notes, hand notes, handwritten notes, because you're a writer. Yes. Handwritten notes, as opposed to buying a greeting card or something pre-made. Right? Correct. That's beautiful. When you are writing freehand and you get to the end of a sentence, do you butt the next sentence right up to the end of the first sentence? No. I will answer the question for you. You don't. You literally give it two spaces. You just in your mind aren't thinking Mm -hmm. space, space, but you are giving it a distance because that's that's how writing words work. You have to have space between them, including a a little tiny bigger space between the end of a sentence and the beginning of another. Mm -hmm. It's not the same space as in between two words in the same sentence. So Mr. Barton Swaim, or whatever his name is, I believe is incorrect. It has nothing to do with typing. It has to do with how the spacing of words have always been, Mm -hmm. or otherwise you can't read it. It looks hard to to it's hard to read mm-hmm. it's hard to read that would be my my argument on that i'm not super pumped about this but i'm a little pumped by it what do you think about that well first i actually prefer the very elongated run on sentence as a joke uh- <laughs> that would have been a much funnier joke if you hadn't said such a short sentence if you, when you said, I prefer the elongated sentence because elongated sentences are better at equipping me and Danny with the ability to tell you what I want to tell you, and therefore the elongated sentence is better than the short abbreviated sentence, that would have been funnier. 
because then that would have been an old long game <laughs> See what I'm saying? Hi, Dan. Hi. How's it going? Dan's just watching. He's just watching. He doesn't know what's going on. So, so my point being is there's lots of things we do. Oh, certainly. Uh, I, I'm yeah. very uh, 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 protective of this, the, of, of how we exchange ideas in written form. Mm-hmm. And I think just because you want to doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I think there's always going to be an individual out there that uh, Is his name wants Barton Swaim? More, more than likely, yes. Odds are in that person's or favor. Gary yeah. Or Gary Miller. <laughs> or Gary. And, and I, I feel like I get what Barton Swaim is saying. Oh, I do, too. Actually. But I agree with you on your side of the argument of but. You know, we need that spacing. That's mm-hmm. and, and to be honest, you made a great point that I would like to touch on quickly is when we are writing ourselves, yeah, right, even pen. in a card right. and, and you are you are writing with a pen or a pencil, whatever it may be, and you automatically put that space in there. Yes, you do. It is so filtered and like in, infiltrated you, into our mind. Do you indent a new paragraph? I always do. I mean – I, I think, always do too because I think as a writer, oh, I, I don't do, know, I don't know why I do that other than that's the way you're supposed to supposed do. It. There to are do it. rules mm-hmm. of writing, but I would like to say this because I block it. I don't indent. I block. You're, you're block. wrong. <laughs> you're you're doing it wrong, Barton. Barton what, Swain. What I think is really interesting, though, is you have the people that actually properly are writing when they are writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are the individuals who capitalize every letter. There are the individuals oh, that sure. lowercase and every letter. Too, and there's there too are the many, individuals that never use a punctuation. There, there's too many ellipses. I'm where I'm, I'm the three-dot guy. I do it all the time. Yeah. It's a habit I've had since I was in college. It's fun to do it depending on the context. Yeah, the context, right. Yeah. Uh, I uh, uh, Oftentimes, um, I do write run-on sentences a lot. I do, do do that, yeah. yeah. That's okay. Um, but <laughs> the, um, the fact is there are certain societal norms. It's like saying, you know what, uh, everybody that's over 37, you know what, you can go ahead and smack your food at the dinner table. It's not impolite. Everybody's okay with it. It's fine. No, it's not. No, there are rules of <laughs> etiquette and proper form and driving. And, and hey, you know what, everybody over 37, you can wear your necktie around your nose now. Did you know that? They can just wrap it around your nose. That's a whole, it's completely accepted. I, I don't know. Just There's a whole nose. community. There's a whole community of <laughs> nose tires. You know the nose tires, right, Dan? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Do they, uh, do they right. open up for the Shook sisters? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. We on that going? note, on that uh, note we're going we to. Started? Yeah, I think, I think we have started. Uh, I would like to flash back. We've talked about this before, but I figured we might as well because it's an anniversary today for me. Okay. Oh, what is it? Five years ago today, this harrowing day. I fractured my ankle in two places and dislocated it. Let's fa- let's let's review what we was know. That of the in story. Peru. That yeah, was that, uh, yeah. in Peru, as forementioned by Dan Diorio, the Peruvian incident. It's the yeah. Peruvian yeah. incident. Yeah. Let's review. You were there. Uh, were you there just on a trip, a mission trip? Or were you uh, I was there on a trip for high school. For high school. Okay. Yeah. So you're 18, 17. Something? I was eighteen. I just yeah. graduated high school. 
And you, uh, uh, how long of a trip was it? How long? It's supposed to be trip? ten days. I was th- I was only there for like two or three. Okay, so it happened on day two. Yeah, I was technically on day three of the trip, but the second full day in Peru. Got it. Yeah. And 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 how did it happen? Take us through the actual moment. Okay, I will short, shorten short, version. By the way, version. short of actually doing it again. Don't do that part. Correct. All right, just tell us about it. So we were at some ruins um, in a town called Cusco. Were they, in fact, fact ruined? No. (laughs) What? Like, like, yes and no. Like, they're not ruined. They're they're artifacts. Why do they call them ruins, then? Well, because they're... No, because somebody ruined them. Sure. That's why they're called yes, ruined. Yes, yes, I so know. They but were they're still, ruined. But, uh, but are they ruined because they're like artifacts? They're beautiful in their own way. Hi, Dan. You know, we have different perspectives. <laughs> Dan's just sitting over there. Hi, Dan. Hey, hello. Come on, ruined. <laughs> See, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing, man? You're not helping me. <laughs> that was a funny joke. I got lost in that whole conversation. That was a funny joke. So you're in the ruins. You're in the ruins. We're in the ruins. Um, climbing around. Probably yeah. not where you're supposed to be. No, we're all in a group together. We're, we're yeah. all together. And we're actually, we walk up to these natural rock slides, right? right. And you, we, okay. we are encouraged to go down these slides. All right. Are you uh, uh, writing uh, graffiti on them with spray paint? Yes, that's that was our wow, next. No kidding. That was our next activity. Wow, I didn't, I didn't yep. expect yeah. that. Well, that, then you'd ruin the ruins. Yeah, then yeah. they'd really be ruined. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So you're uh, encouraged to slide so, down. Yeah, so we're like all a natural slide, a natural rock slide. Yes. Yeah. And so we're all encouraged to do this. Uh, our tour guide's the one who told us to do it, and so everyone's going down. And uh, a couple kids had like some rough falls, like when they got to the bottom, because like it's so such a smooth ride that if your clothing was so thin. There was no traction. It is the bottom sh- dirt or rock or water? Uh, the at the bottom, it's it's like dirt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, there and there was like a little half tire at the bottom to kind of help stop your feet and everything, so you could like hit it and then you pop back up and you're good to go. Um, well, when I went down, I had like really thin uh, like khaki shorts on, um, and my shorts were so thin I had no traction on the slide so i went down way too fast because i was trying to go slow because the kid before me was actually he kind of scraped his knee a little bit because he was wearing sweatpants i'm like oh i need to be careful it would be like you were wearing pants made out of wax paper which would be awesome (laughs) (laughs) wax paper pants wax paper wax paper pants that's good man i'm gonna i'm gonna start that trend (laughs) okay so wax paper pants you can't. Uh, you'll never be a ninja. Nope. Because you be, can't sneak up on a dang soul with wax paper <laughs> pants. <laughs> so then you slide and you're going on your wax paper uh, like khaki shorts. You're flying, yeah, flying. And next thing I know, it I I I realize as I get to because it's not a huge slide, but as I get to closer to the bottom, I'm like, I'm going to have a rough tumble at the yeah, end. I yeah, just knew it. You knew it. So I and I see this tire and I'm like, there's no. I don't logically. I don't see. Any way where my feet are going to hit the tire front facing like they should. Is that the, the so? Is that the stop? The that's tire? like the stop. Okay. Kind of thing. And so I'm I'm like okay. So I was able to get my right foot over, but I was going too fast. Ooh, my boy. momentum was going. I couldn't get my left foot over, and my left foot went. Yikes! Yeah, to the side. Is the tire? Uh, did the ancient Peruvians have tires back in the like? A thousand years ago, how was the you tire know, then? I don't know. That's weird that they that's had very tires. interesting. Part yeah. of the ruins, I guess. The part of the ruins. Part of the ruins. <laughs> Dude, that that story makes me uncomfortable. I get it actually does. a physical pain thinking about it. Yeah, it gives me, me too. that feeling for the rest that, of my that, life. That 
So you snapped it, you broke it, you cracked it, you fractured it, you did all those things. Dislocated they, it. Dislocated it. They, then they I went to, to the Peruvian hospital. They had to put pin, Peruvian pins back in it? Or, no, uh, they had to – I actually had surgery in the U.S. Okay. Uh, but before I was cleared to fly, the doctor in uh, Peru did tell me that they had to put it back into place because it was dislocated. Were they, they knock you out for that, I hope? Yes. Thank you. Uh, it was about a nine-minute procedure. They knocked me out, put it back into place, put a big cast on it, and then – uh, the next day, I started flying back to the U.S. By yourself? And, uh, by all by myself, yep. I flew from, let's see here, I actually flew from Cusco, Peru to Bogota, Colombia, from Bogota to Miami, Florida, from Miami to Chicago, O'Hare, or my mother picked me up at O'Hare. Did you, were you in a wheelchair the whole time? Uh, I was not in a wheelchair the entire time. In fact, I was on my crutches most of the time walking until someone from the airport would get me a wheelchair. Um, which kind of sucked because a lot of times they no kind of forgot about. Come me. on, let's go. <laughs> this kid's got a leg. Yeah, his leg's hanging off. Yeah, and I was in a lot of pain, so yeah. I wasn't able yeah. to walk on those. Did they give you any pain long. pills for anything? Yes. Well, they had to give me medicine because well, they had to give me blood thinners because I was up up in the air right several times with flights, uh, and right. we didn't want right. any problems with blood clots. Peruvian powder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had blood thinners, and then I did have pain meds as well that I had. Yep. Did you get addicted? I did not. No. You're still addicted to him? Nope. Okay, you sure? I'm fairly certain. You know, an addict would <laughs> an addict would say that though. What? Uh, if, he, if he was addicted to painkillers yeah. after all these years, he would still say he wasn't addicted to painkillers. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Yeah. I think I'm making him uncomfortable talking about it being addicted to something. It's the Peruvian problem. I know it, it is a Peruvian <laughs> problem. You ever been to Peruvia? No. Me neither. <laughs> Peruvia. I would love to go back to Peru. I, would like I, to go back I did to Peru. go back to Peru uh, about. Two and a half years after that, I was able to go. Would you break that time? Um, I didn't break anything, believe it or not. I was really worried. I actually went uh, to the exact, not the exact same spot of those ruins, but I went to the same ruins, and it was very uh, out of body whew, for me because yeah. I was like, I never, I didn't even think about it. Like it would be that way. I was yeah. just excited to go back, yeah. and then we got there, and I'm like, man, this is uh, yeah, no, I would. This, is, would, this be... is a little bit uh, traumatizing. <laughs> That was a riveting story there about the Peruvian incident. And uh, hey, everybody, uh, this is the first time that we've done a part two, uh, or we've done a podcast in two parts. Let me say, yeah, uh, what you just part heard, two. what you just heard a minute ago <laughs> about me and punctuation and spaces that Dan didn't want to talk about, no. and, and and Caleb uh, breaking his ankle five years ago today uh, was all uh, a previous recording. And now we're sliding into the second recording, not sliding it with our feet down and hitting a big tire <laughs> at the end. Though. This one, we're going to not break anything. Well, if we hit the tire, it would have been okay. Yeah, we, but I didn't not, hit the yeah, tire. That's right. You so. missed the tire with the one leg. <laughs> so, so here's what we're going to do. Dan's going to slate this as part two, and then you just you just start it the way you were. I'm just going to do my thing. Danny, slate it. Slate it for me. I just did it. I didn't. You didn't do the slate. You oh, just, I see. Okay, here we yeah. go. Right places, everyone. Cue the chickens. Part two. Do you believe in karma? Do you oh, believe yeah. well, in I'll magic? I, I totally believe in karma. Yep. I think karma happens all the time. I sometimes believe also, and I don't know if this is karma or this is pre... Uh, like you know stuff before it's going to happen. Yeah. And yesterday, driving to work... Intuition. As I was driving... I'm not. I didn't tell you guys this. I told you part of this story. I didn't tell you this part. As I was driving to work, right after I left my house, 
I had the overwhelming thought that somebody I know, somebody close to me was dying today. Somebody was going to like die. Like this day today? That, 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 no, not this day we're in now, but the day yesterday oh, that okay. I was in. Did anyone somebody, die? I, I almost did five minutes later oh. in a very near disastrous car accident. Oh, oh yes. yesterday morning. Yes, yes yesterday yes. morning. Oh. Five minutes before that, I had the overwhelming feeling that somebody close to me was going to die on that day. And that okay. and close I was, to you was you. And close to me was me. Okay. Well, I came close anyway. Now this no, what happened? is a theory okay. in the multiversal theory. Okay? Uh, Multiple okay. universes. Oh, okay. Right? This is something that sometimes when you have that feeling, because we all have that feeling at times where like someone is like, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone yeah, close right, to you. Right, right. Someone that means a lot to you could pass away. And they say the same thing in dreams. They say that if you die in dreams, it means that uh, another you in a, another universe um, has died. And so they say that you having that feeling could mean that you in another universe or someone close to you in another universe died. could have died as died. well. Uh, I don't want to believe that there are other universes and me in other places. Here's why. I'm already exhausted. Yeah. I don't, you don't want I don't to be too want, much to keep multi-exhausted. I am multi-exhausted just being one person. Yeah. I don't, ha- I don't want to worry about but here's the the other thing. things in the other area. You are individual uh, yourself. If there are multiple universes, you don't have to worry about the other yous because you're all different. You're all your own souls. I want to have that place. You, you gave a, a, something we do on our radio program called Spiritual Vitamins, and you wrote a Maya, a read a Maya Angelou quote yeah. uh, today about uh, uh, you, should owe, you owe yourself to go somewhere where you have no... Uh, concerns and thoughts, and yeah. whatever, whether that's just in your mind or on a beach or wherever. Or a tavern. Or a, I said that's why taverns were invented. <laughs> uh, I uh, because it's it's uh, it's overwhelming. It's oh, it's yep. overwhelming. And then you talk about uh, this the world that we live in, and I'm not, dude. I got a nice life. I, I this job, I don't have to break my back to do this job. It's easy uh, for me to, to do this. I love it. It's yeah. fun. Uh, a lot of people don't get to say that they get to have a fun job, right? However, life, if you are doing it in the way I do it, maniacally uh, worried about everything, it's it's exhausting because I worry about everything. I worry and what do you do? Everything. You I solve worry. other people's no, problems. No, I worry about everything that doesn't even have anything to do with me. And you solve mm-hmm. other well, people's problems. Well, I try problems. to. I try to. I don't know if I even get that done. Yeah. And I worry that I don't do that. So if I, you have a problem, Dan has a problem, I was like, I'll try to help you with that. Yeah. And then I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Yeah. And then if I don't do it, then I feel bad. And uh. That's why I tell you don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> okay, so back to the dream. They say when you're dreaming that your body is in that state. You can wake up and you have high anxiety oh, and yeah, your blood pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you fall off the bed and think you're falling off a 50-story yeah. building and you hit the ground, do you die? I don't know. I feel I worry about that. See, you gave me something else to worry yeah. about. Because uh, the trauma <laughs> of you hitting yes. the ground, your body thinks it just fell 50 stories and you should be dead. Do you use your body die? I woke well, up a couple nights ago after a dream uh, that involved somebody in my family uh-huh. that I was super mad at. Yeah. I woke up mad. Mm-hmm. I was really angry. And then I went, oh, that was a dream. Oh, 
thank goodness that was a dream. But I was still angry. I felt the anger. Heart. Yeah, oh yeah. I had that in me. Maybe that's how people die in their sleep. They have a heart attack dreaming about wonder, a stressful situation. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. possibly. That's really. I, I mean, what, that's like a study of the brain waves. Yeah, yeah. and I'll tell you, there's something else that I've learned about sleeping and dreaming and all that stuff. So I, I have a CPAP machine because I have apnea. Apnea is when you stop breathing in your sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be uh, accentuated or exaggerated by being overweight, which I am. Uh, or it doesn't have to be. I know people who are very thin and still have apnea issues. But lately, I have been experimenting with whether or not I need to wear it as much as I used to because I've lost a pretty good chunk of weight. The other day, I fell asleep without it, like in the afternoon. I woke up in a panic because I stopped breathing. And that there's a feeling that happens in me that, that it happens in everyone, I assume. Yeah. Uh, that when you, when you have that, it's a panicky feeling. And here's what I did. I, dude, I did that every night. For 15 years before I fixed it. Uh, I, and so I woke That cannot be good on you. Uh, no wonder people do have a heart attack in their sleep. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's stressful, too. It's super stressful. Yeah. Lots of anxiety. All right. That was, fun. That was that. a fun thing to talk about. Well, I think that's, you know, karma, I think, is. Oh, that's how we yeah, got that's on that's how we karma. started. I, I think karma is a very real thing. Um, I, but I, I think. I think there's something magical about karma. And that's kind of what goes to my next question. What is something magical about life? Karma. Uh, magical about life is the fact that the world is actually very small. Mm -hmm. And that we feel like we're on this big old rock with all these, what, four billion people or something? How many people we got? Seven, seven billion. Seven billion. Eh, I don't know three billion of them. So the four billion I know. Uh, we're on this, but but really, we we had an interview today with a guy that's from here, who now lives in a completely different other life, and he's connected to all these other people. Yet, uh, he shows up at a place where a person from Peoria is present, uh, and and you you the, you talk to somebody long enough, you go, oh yeah, we know the same people, and and that seems to me to be magic. Yeah. Uh, there's magic in people helping each other. There's magic when you think. I'm going to help uh, that person do something. And then pieces start coming together. It's just like because the intent. You put good intent out, I think pieces will come together. I think that magic happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I agree. Dan, what's your magic man? Hmm. Magic man. Magic man Dan. <gasps> I like that. Magic, magic man, man Dan. Dan. Magic well, man I Dan. think... Uh, I'm the magic man. The fact that we just <laughs> interviewed someone who spends a lot of time with Ron White and they're still alive. That's that's magic. magic. That's luck yeah. is what that is. Yeah, that's actually that is, luck. Yeah. yeah. I also think that um, <laughs> the power of intention is something that I feel f firmly believe in. That's that whole the secret and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I intended to have this job 40 years ago. I intended to do what I'm doing right now 40 years ago, not knowing exactly what that meant. Yeah. But as I look back at it, this is what I was thinking. This job, or the the radio portion of it, mm -hmm. this is an extension of that, is exactly what I intended. That seems to me to be magic. Yeah. That's magic. That is magic. Yeah. It's... it's and see, this is my favorite thing about the the magic of life and this earth that we're on is the fact that there is no right answer, and there's so many different forms of magic. And I think one of them is simply the fact that we get to live each day. That, to me, is pretty magical. Well, then, if it's, that's true, then there's good magic. 
and black magic. I do believe there's black magic. Oh, I do certainly. Believe yeah. certainly. I believe if you have yeah. a black heart, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're spreading that, too. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I will say something that to connect everything that you've already said is literally the connection. Everything is connected in ways that beyond, you know, beyond our our imagination, it's it's amazing. And and I find that you and I, Greg and I, you know, we we really find a lot of things that are connected, which we never would have thought would be. And, And I think. That is just. You mean with each other? Well, no, just or in just general, in like conversations yeah. that we yeah. have. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the thing with yeah, it's the, like, yeah. oh yeah, wait, yeah. and we yeah. connect the dots, and we and I, I like to think of life as a puzzle. Okay, I, I like to think of uh, each being in your life, each hobby, activity, each thing in your life is a part of this puzzle, and you are the final puzzle piece. You are just trying to put yourself into your life. Guiding your own life, you are the piece. Are you? To uh, the puzzle. If, uh, if it's, is it like a jigsaw puzzle kind of thing? Can I yeah. look at it like that? Yeah. Am I a corner piece or am I like in the middle? Whatever you want to be. Uh, corner pieces are easy. You yeah. Find those yeah. Easy. I don't want to be like a horse's butt or something. <laughs> no. I don't want my piece. Like, but oh, Greg's last piece. He's the horse's butt. Yeah. I don't want that. That's not good. But you'd be the finishing piece. Yeah, it'd be so, the finishing piece. So is your is your puzzle creating a horse? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so so when you put your puzzle when you finally put your piece in, is that the end of your life then? No. Oh, okay. No. It's just the beginning. Ooh. That's However what? when you do put the piece in, that final your piece, mm-hmm. you that your life is over, but your life lives on in the entire picture. There you go. That's nice to think about. All right, let's talk about that for a second. Life uh, after after you go, right? Yeah. It exhausts me to think about. This is a, another thing I think about all the time. About how all the things that I have, the physical things that I have. I'm not talking about money, but I'm talking about just junk, and objects stuff, and objects, such. Yeah. Right? No one wants them. Mm-hmm. No one. Yeah. Uh, 99% of them are not wanted by anybody. And so why do we worry about it all the time? That's why I am becoming a minimalist. So when I die, they go, well, it's just this little area of the closet. Yeah, he's just, he just had a couple of shirts. and was, she, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. Yeah. We, we and equate, a guitar, and that's it. We There's equate a life sometimes with the material things that we have created, and, and, and we fret about them, and we yep. do all this stuff about them. It's not right. Oh, my gosh. Also, I have a comment that I would like to uh, share with you about something I've noticed on Facebook. If you are on Facebook and you're looking at people's pictures, oftentimes they're having fun. It's a fun picture. It's a party. It's a beach. It's a birthday thing or whatever. And oftentimes a comment is made. You guys or you, if it's just a single picture, you guys look great. That's a very common compliment. Yes, it is. And it is meant, and I'm sure it's meant, but it kept it keeps cementing the fact that what you look like or the moment you're in is the important part. Yes. The, well, just, even just the posting of the picture yeah, itself. I agree. And 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 what bothers me and scares me and concerns me and I want to do something about more is all of those people who look great may not actually be great. They may be falling apart on the inside. But the picture, that, that, that very superficial snapshot of a moment, that, that singular brief second, is not a person's life. 
And all of the other things that go into your life is the more important part. Mm-hmm. It's But you can't capture it and put it on Facebook or people think you're nuts. Like, Greg, you are hitting at something that I have been thinking about for a very long time. Really? This is something that um, – and I think about this a lot because I, I actually have had conversations with people where they think just because someone posts, say, a selfie, a mm-hmm. big smile on their mm-hmm. face, they're feeling good, they're happy, all that – that they are always that's at that state, yeah. that they are always no. okay. They're and it's not, not true. No, it's, it's not true. true. No, I know people who have posted such something like that and then unfortunately are no longer here, yeah, not long after. You know, I remember years ago when Ted Bundy was under trial for his murders and they showed a picture of him and I said, he looks great. <laughs> no, he Seriously, though, he did. He did. He, did. he was super handsome. Yeah. He smiled all well, the time. And see, that itself is so crazy, too, because especially when Netflix uh, came out with a movie about him yeah. and, and starring Zac Efron, and, and then there was the, the new documentary and everything on Netflix there a couple of years ago, everyone started to get back into the whole phase of like, wow, Ted Bundy was really attractive and all that. And it's like, I don't think you understand. That's the problem yeah. with everything in society yeah. is the fact that we are allowing this really awful, dark, magic-infiltrated person, person yeah. to, you know, Two thoughts. swoon us. Two thoughts. Yeah. You know a lot more about Ted Bundy than I gave you credit for. I, that is yeah. weird how you just lick. <laughs> you might a... as well have been talking about Earth Day right there. You yeah. got Earth real Day. super excited. Yeah. And, or and Spaghetti other, Squash. And the, yeah, Spaghetti Squash, <laughs> Earth Day, and Ted Bundy. That three things that make yeah. Caleb happy. Uh, and the other one is, I can't tell you the number of pictures I've taken over the last, especially with social media in, yeah. in, in the last 20 years, in which I was not happy. I was not happy when I took the picture, but I looked like I was. Yep. Because somebody goes, hey, pose for the picture. I pose for the picture. Yep. The key word is posing. Correct. You are posing as a happy person, even though you are not. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not asking everybody to start posting pictures of them being sad or crying or something. That'd be horrible. Well, but see, at least it'd be re- more real, right? Yeah. Right. This is why I don't like photography that have people looking at the camera smiling. Yeah, I know. It bores me. Yeah, yeah. Because. It's not real at all. No, yeah. A, it's not real. And the focal point is the camera. The focal point should be the subject out there. I like a shot that's more observant of someone actually in the middle of life than looking at the camera. We're giving you the snap. We're giving you the double snap, Danny. We're giving you the snap. That's a good way to Go end Danny. this. I think that's a good way to end it. Let's just snap Woo! it out. Snap it out. Snap it out, everybody.